We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is a sports Saturday here at News Talk. Hey, 3 wcco Vikes in Vegas to take on the Raiders. We will get into that, but I want to follow up more on college football and the big money. By the way, Army has just grabbed a 17-3 lead over Navy in Boston with 4.49 to go in the game. So I, I, I think that might be it. Army leading Navy in that annual game, and they, they get the weekend to themselves. We jump into bowl season, ultimately the playoffs, and a national champion will be crowned. Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama – of the top four. We, we didn't get into this before. Um, as crazy it is, as it is, and we made cases for Florida State and Georgia, and the four-team system was doomed to fail. Four teams get in. You had five power conferences. That was a gigantic mistake. They, these are supposed to be smart people. It, at least make it six. It, it should have been six to begin with. Then you get the five champs, and then you have an at-large, and you can fight about who the at-large should be but uh, here, um, you have six. And that would have been that would have been ideal. Michigan, Washington, Texas, Florida State, and Alabama, and then Georgia can be your at large. So six would have been better than four this year. But another thing that's changing in college football, and and to a, a certain extent, it's going to have a, a an impact on college hoops. But I'll tell you why I don't think. Uh, particularly men's college basketball, it isn't going to have an impact, is the fact that you've already got one and dones. Say, for instance, Chet Holmgren is the most recent. Played at Minnehaha Academy, went to Gonzaga for a year, and everyone knew that he was going to be going to the NBA and is playing very well after sitting out a year with an injury for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So name, image, and likeness, I, I, I think some of the top players, like, like a Bronny James, uh, are, are going to get paid. There, there's other players that are going to be able to cash in in their one year of eligibility in college before they make the jump to the NBA. But I think college football, and we're already seeing that, guys. By the way, we're joined by Jonathan Lowe and our producer, Josh Wheeler. Uh, you, you brought up the transfer from Oklahoma to Oregon. Right now, the price of poker for elite college quarterbacks is through the roof. We're talking seven figures. And you you start adding skill players, top receivers, top defensive players, etc. I think the sky's the limit. I, I don't know where this ends and where some of those programs like Minnesota or Purdue or Illinois or Northwestern, or for that matter, Wisconsin and Iowa, which have certainly had more success. Uh, Nebraska is another one that comes to mind out of the old Big Ten West. How are those schools going to compete with the likes of these already powerful programs that are handing out? You look at Ohio State and the limitless money they have. 
or, or for that matter, the limitless money thanks to Phil Knight out at Oregon, or, or Michigan, or Alabama, or Georgia. The list goes on and on. I, I think in the next five years, we're going to see the difference between the haves and have-nots in college football uh, become more and more and more apparent. Well, think about it this way. The new NCAA president, Charlie Baker, has already come out with a proposal, and I'm going to uh, I have the AP story right here from... Yeah, lay it out for us, because I, I, what the way forward is, it, it's hard to see, in right. my opinion. A day after NCAA President Charlie Baker made an aggressive and potentially groundbreaking pitch to allow some schools to pay their athletes, his proposal was met with praise, caution, and questions from around college sports. On Tuesday, Baker laid forth an aggressive and potentially groundbreaking vision for a new NCAA subdivision at the very top of college sports in a letter he sent to the more than 350 Division I schools. Baker said his proposal to allow the most highly resourced schools in Division I to pay athletes through a trust fund is just a starting point as he tries to shift the association to become more proactive than reactive. Well, and here, here's the thing. I, I think we're already there because the old joke, you know, the, the Notre Dame Broadcasting Company, NBC, they, they've they had their own deal to have their games at NBC. Now, Notre Dame didn't have the year they had hoped this year. But but nevertheless, the, the big money coming from Fox or ABC or, or CBS, um, ABC, ESPN, uh, Fox, CBS, NBC, they want these marquee programs. When when Oregon and Washington join the Big Ten or USC and UCLA, television is going to want those games. They're, they're going to want those games in prime time. They don't necessarily want Purdue against Illinois in the Saturday night prime time. You know what I'm saying? That that That's what television already wants. And then those schools that television wants, are going to want a bigger share of the pie and are going to have more money. I mean, in my lifetime, who have the big dogs been in the Big Ten? Michigan and Ohio State. And now it's 2023. That was the case when I was a kid, a kid in the 70s. And that's still the case today. Michigan and Ohio State are still the big dogs in the Big Ten. Now you got Washington and Oregon and USC and UCLA. And you know, Texas and Oklahoma, a couple of big fish, are going over to the SEC with, with the likes of Alabama and Georgia. I just don't know how the Vanderbilts, or with all due respect, you, your Missouri team, compete with that. I That's something I've been thinking of ever since Texas and Oklahoma announced they were going to the SEC. Oh, for sure. Because that's when everybody started talking about, okay, we're going to get to – Four super conferences. We might and, and and that talk had been around for a little bit. Now you hear the talk of okay, we're going to go to two twenty-team super leagues: the SEC and the Big Ten. Those are going to be your super leagues, and then everybody else is going to get left out. Well, what happens if Florida State and Clemson say we want to go to the SEC? Does that kick out Vanderbilt? Does that kick out Missouri? Does that kick out? The, the Mississippi schools, um, let's say that that now you can kick out Rutgers and Maryland from the Big Ten. 
in favor of Notre Dame and I don't know. Uh, no, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I, give, I'll give you a team that's not big in football but, but huge in basketball, Kansas. Let's say Notre Dame and Kansas go to the Big Ten. Where's well, where's Maryland and Rutgers going to be? Are they going to be kicked out? Are they going to be there? No, I, I don't think they're going to get kicked out. I think you're going to see the major football programs. And, Josh, I want you to jump in on this. I think you're going to see the likes of Texas and Oklahoma and Georgia and Alabama. And let's, let's maybe throw Clemson into this. Maybe one of the Florida schools jump into this and have the wherewithal in Michigan and Ohio State. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see – what we have now, FBS, you're going to have FCS, the likes of North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and, and D2 and D3. And then you're going to have, to, there's, there's no better term I can come up with at the moment, you're going to have a Premier League. And you're going to see a new upper tier created. That's what television wants. That's what CBS and ABC and Fox and NBC and ESPN and the other networks, that's what they want. They want a Premier League created of the top 20 teams. They don't care what conference they come from. They would like geographical balance. They would like four teams on the West Coast, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington fit the bill. you got teams in the middle of the country, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, could certainly fit the bill. you got Michigan. You've got Ohio State. you got the big teams out of the South. Uh you don't have a lot of powerful teams in the Northeast. Maybe Penn State can. My point being is it's not going to have anything to do, in my opinion, with the Big Ten or SEC. These teams will eventually migrate into a Premier League. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, it's 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 kind of funny. It's kind of always been there, though, if you really look at it. I mean, if you want to take a school, right. like, look, we'll take locally here in Minnesota. You, I don't think I've ever, in all the times that I've watched Gopher football, where people have been like, you know what, uh, man, this Gophers team, they they could possibly be contend for a national It's Some of these teams are yeah. just not made to be in the conversation with the college football playoff and the championship conversations because it's just kind of always been that way. Their ceiling is only so high with the teams that are paired in the Big Ten, and you want to look exactly. at Minnesota compared against Ohio State and Michigan, it's just not feasible. There's not a program that Minnesota has ever devised here locally, whether it's recruiting or whatever, or coaching, that has ever, you know, posed a threat. Uh, not even the 2019 team that beat Penn State not has never posed a threat to coming even close to being a top contender up against Ohio State and Michigan. And we learned why in 2019 they lost to Iowa and they got smashed by uh, Wisconsin. Didn't even see the Big Ten championship game that, that season. And it's just it's one of those, one small example of why this. There's just certain teams that are. You know, the have-nots, as you put it. And there's certain teams out of the haves. You look at Oklahoma and Texas, Texas did nobody favors. They were not that great the last couple years, but they got a a great quarterback in Quinn Ewers who was an absolute stud this year and did nothing but say, hey, now we can really prove that we're making the right decision by adding Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. So now you're just adding two big dogs to that conference. Well, well, going back to the Texas thing, that – Texas, Nebraska, Florida State for a few years, UCLA, uh, power schools that have lost their fastball. Yeah. Um, Texas, no matter how bad they are, 
they're always going to have their fastball yeah. because they're always going to have the it's, money. It's always going to be a yeah. yeah. It's always going to be a big program no matter what. Right. Yeah. And and guys, that that's what I'm getting to is that that's what I believe is going to emerge at the end. Then it allows the Minnesotas of the world and the Iowas and the Nebraskas and Wisconsin as we bring it back more locally, or or for that matter, Iowa State down in the Big 12. If you take away the big money programs and push them up into this other tier, then Minnesota can maybe win a Big Ten title if you have the likes of Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA go into this premier league for the sake of television. All of a sudden, now Minnesota can set up a schedule and say, you know what, we could win a Big Ten title, and you know what, we, we might be able to play in a nice bowl game as Big Ten champions. We may, may not be in the Premier League, but we're still in the Big Ten playing against traditional Big Ten schools. And I know, guys, we've got to move on, but I, I'll tell you what, the, the future of college football, murky at best with, with, with the money and, and how they're going to manage this well, going and, forward. And, and here's, here's the other thing, real quick. You talk about making a Premier League. And you saw that how that kind of worked in Europe in soccer. I know this is a completely different sport, a completely different country. But when you talked about the Super League over in Europe and all the fans of the team said, no, 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 we're not having this. And it went away for at least the time being. What's going to happen if you create this Super League and you lose rivalries? You lose Florida State and Miami. You lose... Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, you think will Auburn come along with Alabama to that sort of? Oh, but but Jonathan, we're already there. No, they're, we we we've been, we've been there, but there's no more bedlam. It, it it's on it, the schedule. It's cut at, at some of the deepest rivalries in college yeah. sports over the years. I, how far are you going to go? Because yeah, some of those are point. just really tethered in. Yeah, and and we we got to re- revisit this. Uh, by the way, we're going to talk college hockey around the corner. By the way, Jonathan Lowe joining us, big part of college football final this fall. Uh, Josh Wheeler, our producer. Jess Myers from the Rink Live will join us. Uh, we'll do a deep dive on college hockey as they get ready for the holiday break here on News Talk. A3O-WCCO. Sports Saturday. Army leading Navy 17-9 late in Foxborough. That is uh, the big game of the day. We'll have a rundown of the FCS scoreboard. North Dakota State a winner. South Dakota State a winner. By the way, the Bison blew out South Dakota at the Dakota Dome in Vermilion today. All those scores coming up. Right now, college hockey front and center. Jess Myers joins us from the rink live. And I believe he is from the rink live. I'm at Ritter Arena live. You know, I've got no rooting interest when Army plays Navy, except I always have to say I go with the hockey school. Army has hockey. Navy does not. So, so let's, let's go, uh, Golden Knights or Black Knights or whatever. Yeah. And and they're up by eight with 125 to go. And, uh, Navy has the ball. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, by the way, rumors, by the way, well, I was going to say, we keep hearing rumors that Navy could add a hockey program. They've got a rink in Annapolis and, you know, with uh, with college hockey expanding a little bit, man, look look for that. We may we may see the midshipmen on the ice before too long. Yeah, that that that's good news. Now you're at Ritter Women's Hockey, big showdown, Minnesota, Wisconsin, before the break. Gophers won Friday night. What happened today? Last night, 
Wisconsin had a lead. Gophers came storming back to win, uh, put up seven goals. We had the photo negative of that today. Gophers took a lead in the second period. Wisconsin came storming back. Here's one thing I've found to be a truism in hockey, Steve. A major penalty, a five-minute major penalty, or a five-on-three penalty always changes the momentum of the game one way or another. Either the team that's on the power play scores and goes up, or the team that's defending kills it and they get all the momentum, and that's what happened today. Wisconsin got a shorthanded goal to tie it up, and then they got a power play goal. Uh, Wisconsin winds up winning 5-1 to one for a split. And you know what? That's probably fitting of where these two teams are right now. These are two of the best teams in college hockey. This is such a just a fantastic rivalry. And, uh, you know, Brad Frost said he hated to, to end the, the, the first half of the season or the unofficial first half of the season on a losing note. But uh, it, it was probably fitting of, of just uh, how good these two teams are. Yeah, and Jess, Quick, quick sidebar, talking about buildings. Uh, we all love 3, 3M Arena at Mariucci and the XL Energy Center and uh, the, the rink up at St. Cloud State, uh, the National Hockey Center. You, you got Amsoil and Duluth, the, the rink down in Man. I mean, there's a lot of great buildings. But, uh, but I'll tell you what, R- Ritter, Ritter's a gem. And this was one of those days, you know, an afternoon game. And I got to say, I love a good Saturday afternoon college hockey game. I've joked that, you know, when I'm running college hockey, men's games on Saturday will start at 5 o'clock or earlier. But good crowd in here today. A lot of youth hockey players wearing their jerseys. Uh, There was a Wisconsin alumni group here, so there were a fair amount of Badger fans. That's one thing Mark Johnson, Wisconsin's coach, said afterwards. is Not only a great rivalry between two really good teams, but the atmosphere is just fantastic when you get a good crowd in a building like this that is the right size for this women's hockey program. Yeah, it, it is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, of all the facilities over at the U, uh, definitely one of my favorites. It, it's so good. Now, uh, moving into the long holiday break, I mean, they're, they're not going to play for a while. No, and, you know, they're off until, uh, uh, I want to say, three or four weeks now. The interesting part is the Gophers have a, a couple of international players that are going to play for their countries out of Five Nations tournament players like Josephine Bovang, who got the Gophers' only goal tonight. She's going to play for Team Sweden. And then Abby Murphy, of course, will go play for Team USA in the rivalry series against Canada. They've been playing some just fantastic hockey games versus the best players out of Canada, you know, kind of a prelude to the next Olympics. And let's face it, those two teams seem to always meet for the gold medal. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, they will be some Gophers playing during the break. But generally speaking, most of the teams I've talked to, men's and women's, say this break comes at a good time because, you know, you're going pretty hard every weekend, and it's nice to get a few days off to kind of rest and recuperate. Yeah, it is a long season. Starts uh, early in fall semester and ends uh, in, in pretty late in spring semester. I mean, it is a long year. It's quite a commitment for men's and women's hockey players. Speaking of the men, they're in Columbus at Ohio State. Uh, so far, so good, uh, trying for the sweep over the Buckeyes. Yeah, and this would be their first road sweep of the season if they can get a win tonight. But, you know, you talk about the length of the season. Bob Motzko likes to point out that the college hockey season, at least for the men, starts while the pennant races are going on, and it ends when spring training for the following season is over and they're already playing regular season games. So, yeah. Yeah, that gives you a, an idea of the length of the, uh, of the college hockey season. Yeah, for sure. And uh, your thoughts on the Golden Gophers to this point? The, you know, the, the one thing that Bob Mosco admitted last night is he said, 
we're running on fumes right now. You know, they, the, the message was, let's go to Columbus, let's play these last two games, let's empty the tank, let's get, you know, everything out of the system. They took a lead last night, they found themselves behind, but uh, managed to kind of scratch and claw and get a 5-4 to four win on the road. But there were long stretches in that game which Ohio State outplayed them, and they had to get good goaltending like it seems like they always do from Justin Close. And then the other thing we saw last night, Jimmy Snuggerud, when, when he is switched on, just puts on a show. He had a goal last night, you know, flipping the puck between his own legs. He had a power play goal. He assisted on a Rhett Pitlick goal. And for Rhett Pitlick, that's seven consecutive games with a goal. We're trying to figure out, you know, in, in the record books where that is as far as a seven-game goal streak in, in Gopher hockey history. But a lot of guys are playing some really good hockey right now. And at the same time, they're really looking forward to getting these next 60 minutes over and getting a, a little break. And the Gophers are off for close to a month, which will be good for them, I think. Yeah, and they don't resume Big Ten play when they see these same Buckeyes at 3M Arena at Mariucci on January 19th. That's insane. No Big yep. Ten action until January 19th. How about this? Michigan, which isn't playing this weekend. They played their last game before the break last weekend. Michigan has 41 days until their next game. Uh, Michigan's coach Michigan's coach said, we're going to actually act like we're just restarting a new season. We're going to have a training camp. We're going to get guys back into shape. I mean, you almost have to do that. January 12th is the next Michigan hockey game. Uh, wow. So, yeah, the, the, the length that these breaks are, you know, the breaks are important, but the length of the break is, is maybe a little too much. Uh, quick thought on the wild. We, we got into it earlier in the program, Josh Wheeler and I, uh, uh, about the uh, Kane hit on Brodeen last night. Ugly. No penalty was called on the play. As a result, no fine, no suspension. I, I don't know if you saw it live, saw the video, whatever, Jess, but I, that's unbelievable. I mean, when it comes to player safety, if the NHL isn't going to cause something at that moment, they could have done something retroactive. That was just flat-out dangerous. You... You get this from the NHL, and it's one of the great frustrations in this league where they like to talk about player safety. You know, they love to hand out suspensions after the fact. You know, you, I get an email every day of, you know, so-and-so has been fined $10,000 or, or, or whatever it is. So they like to preach about player safety, and at the same time, you get stuff like this happening, and there's kind of this, well, hockey's a tough game, toughen up, blah, blah, blah. And we've we got to stop this. We absolutely have to stop this. If you see the nameplate on the back of somebody's jersey, you don't hit it. That's something you teach kids when they're five years old and they're first learning to skate. And for the NHL to allow that crap, is just, it's just it's got to stop. I couldn't agree more. You yes, got me riled up. Brutal. Sorry, Steve. No, and we were riled up earlier. It, it's just brutal, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he plays for the Oilers and Brodeen plays for the Wild. It's just scary, dangerous, completely uncalled for. And shame on the NHL is where I'm at yep. at, at, yep. at the moment on that one. By the way, they'll be in Seattle to close out the road trip. I'll try and get a, a split on that four-game road trip uh, in Seattle tomorrow. Hey, Jazz, it's always good to visit with you. Thanks. Always good to talk hockey. Take care, Steve. All right, there he is, Jess Myers from the rink live where he saw – Wisconsin beat Minnesota in the women's game to get a split of that series. Now it's on to the holiday break. We're on to a break. We'll update the weather. And then uh, Scott Miller will join us. Covered the major leagues for a long time. If you haven't heard the news, we've we put it out there. 
Shohei Otani, a new 10-year, $700 million deal with the Dodgers. That's on the way here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Big story going into this Major League off season. Where would Otani end up going into the winter meetings? No decision. Well, it came earlier today, and he's not going far. He'll stay in Southern California He'll, he'll go from uh, Orange County to Dodger Stadium. $700 million 10-year deal. We've learned that some of that money will be deferred. How much? We're not sure. Joining us, Scott Miller has covered the major leagues for a long time. Uh, does work for the New York Times. Uh, Scott, always good to visit with you. You as well, Steve. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, big day and a staggering contract, $700 million. My understanding, I think that's the – the biggest contract in sports history now, not not just baseball history. Yeah, and there was some thought when Otani hurt his elbow and uh, wasn't able to pitch at the end of the year, missed about a month, and likely won't pitch in 2024, that that may hurt. And I, I've speculated, a lot of people have said, he'll probably get somewhere in the neighborhood of $500 million. Well, the Dodgers went way beyond that, Seven. $100 million, and you couple that with the money that John Rahm got uh, from the Saudis to play on the Live Tour. We're talking about two guys getting over a billion dollars in contracts this week. Yeah, big, big time. And, uh, you know, that, I mean, that's that's a difference. Uh, you know, baseball, the beauty of it is still teams that don't – the richest teams don't always win. Um, you know, look at this year's World Series. The Rangers beat uh, – uh, the Diamondbacks and the you know Diamondbacks were a surprise team in the World Series and the top three payroll teams uh, didn't even make the playoffs the Yankees Mets and Padres but the reason I bring that up is because payroll might not always dictate who wins the World Series but it still dictates moves like these um, you know as one scout I was talking to over the winter while working on this Otani story as one one of the scouts told me, um, you know, he, he said, basically, you know, you're going to have to be a team as rich as the Dodgers. He, he basically said, if you're an owner and you're sitting there with three quarters of a billion dollars and somebody says, let's give it to this guy with a bad elbow, you know, meaning Otani with his hurt elbow, the Dodgers group could probably afford to make that mistake. Um, if, you know, what he meant was, if we all think Otani will come back and pitch in 2025, mm-hmm. but let's just say something goes wrong, the Dodgers are paying him 700 million. Say something goes wrong with his elbow, and he never comes back to pitch again. The Dodgers are rich enough; they can still handle that. Sure. Take those ridiculously bad rumors yesterday that had Otani going to the Blue Jays. Let's just take the Blue Jays. If they gave him six or seven hundred million and all of a sudden he couldn't pitch going forward, 
Like that would be a crippling, crippling contract to that Toronto franchise or, or to most other teams, the Dodgers, I think he'll pitch, um, you know, Otani's been doing incredible things for so long. I, I think he will come back, but you know, it's just an example that if something were to go wrong, you know, there aren't too many teams that can afford a $700 million contract in the first place, but there are even fewer teams that could afford that. It could then recover if it turns out to be a mistake. So that's one reason I thought the Dodgers were inevitable all along. Yeah, generational talent, maybe an all-time talent in Otani. He's done some things that have never been seen before in any of our lifetimes. And, you know, you, you, you get comparisons to, you know, Babe Ruth, you know, yep. uh, <laughs> a legend from 100 years ago in the game. Yep. So it, it really is rare air. But but nevertheless, th- this guy is really a big-time talent. It's just not that he can pitch and hit. It's that he can do both at an extremely high level. It's what's uh, so totally. crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's one of the best starting pitchers in the game when he's healthy, and he's one of the best sluggers in the game when he's healthy. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, both. He's top level, and then – you throw in his other baseball skills. I mean, he's, he's a basic baseball genius. I mean, his IQ on the baseball fields out there is, is, is up. Um, you look at, at, um, I mean, there've been times and I, you know, where he gets hit with a pitch and then next thing, you know, he's setting sail for to steal second base on the very next pitch. Um, you know, he's a good base runner. He can swipe a bag or two when, when the team needs him to, um, he's just, you know, all the way around. He, he's just phenomenal and, you know, the greatest baseball player, I think. You know, even you can bring up Barry Bonds or whoever you want. I mean, I, I think what Otani's done at the level you said, um, oh. uh, both pitching and hitting, I mean, the greatest baseball player of our generation or of all time. I mean, that's a big phrase to say, greatest genera- greatest player of all time. Obviously, you'd like to have a 10- or 15-year sample on that, not just you know a five- or six-year sample. And, and he has had some time missed with injuries over his six years with the Angels. But still, I mean, it's like he's must-watch. Every time he's on the field, he, he, he does something that just leaves you shaking your head. Yeah, and let's get into some other points before we run out of time. Number one with the Dodgers spending $700 million, there are revenue concerns in other spots around the major leagues because of television contract yep. uncertainty. You've, you've got the Yankees or the Dodgers or other clubs that are in a good spot and have uh, local television deals that, that, you know, pay them a lot of money. And then you got clubs like, you know, the Diamondbacks maybe or the Twins or others they aren't really sure where their games are going to be on TV next season because of what's going on with Bally Sports North and these other regional sports networks. So while $700 million falls in Otani's lap and he goes up the freeway to Dodgers Stadium, there are other clubs scaling back because they don't know what, what right. the television money is going to look like. That's exactly right. I mean, that that's a big uh, uh, worry across baseball right now. I mean, you mentioned – you know, the Twins, the Diamondbacks, you know, the Rangers were threat- sure. threatened with losing their TV deal. The, the San Diego Padres were the first team to lose it, you know, when Valley Sports San Diego went bankrupt. And, you know, I mean, that was like 60 or so million dollars a year coming into the Padres' bank account. And, 
and now it's not. I mean, there's some significant financial shifting going on in the game right now regarding this all tied into, uh, you know, the loss of uh, popularity of cable TV, um, the cord cutting that's going on with a lot of uh, people going to streaming now instead of cable. And, you know, baseball is wrestling right now with, 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 you know, how to move into the future. And a lot of individual clubs are wrestling with a lot of lost money because of this. Yeah, and, and that that fundamentally, and it, and it goes back to one simple thing, and this has been the advantage the NFL has had for a long, long time. Big national television contracts, and all 32 clubs share equally in that television money, and that creates cost certainty, and they're able to create you know a hard cap league um, that, that gives these owners. So whether you're in Indianapolis or Minneapolis, or you're in in New York or L.A. now, the NFL's back, you know, they, they all share the same in that television revenue, and, and that's a gigantic advantage for the NFL. Oh, no doubt about it. And, uh, um, you know, uh, absolutely. It's why a team from little old Green Bay, Wisconsin, can continue to produce good teams every year because, yeah, they're getting the same TV money as the New York Jets or the New York Giants. And, uh um, you know, and we've seen how that's going. I mean, the Packers, however many Super Bowls they've won now, and the Jets and the Giants stink usually. Well, in baseball, <laughs> you're not going to see that. The New York teams, I know the Mets were disappointing this year, but the Yankees are, well, both of them were. They didn't make the playoffs. But normally, the Yankees are playing in October every year. The You know, the Mets are playing, you know, recently have been. And, 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 and that that local TV and media money that, that they get in baseball. I mean, it's not foolproof, but it certainly, um, it certainly increases a team's margin for air. You can, if you're the Yankees, you can make a lot of mistakes and you can cover it up with all that TV money you get. Whereas if you're the twins or the Padres, you can't NFL to your point, all the national money is evenly split. So everybody's got the same starting point. Yeah, and, and the TV money covers payroll plus. So, you know, you're in yep. a good spot in a hard cap lead. A couple other things that, that uh, have, have come up uh, this off season, and it has to do with the Padres and the Yankees. Uh, the, the Padres shedding one of those big salaries. I mean, the Padres were, were big, big spenders trying to compete with the Dodgers, and now it appears they're trying to move in another direction. Soto to New York. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Padres are, you know, they're up, uh, they overspent, and then, of course, they had the tragedy where their owner, Peter Seidler, passed away. Uh, he had been battling illness over the past several years. So they're revamping right now, and they have to cut $50 million off their payroll. And, you know, Juan Soto in arbitration was going to get about $33, 34000000 million, so it didn't take uh, much sleuthing to determine they were going to have to trade um, Juan Soto, and they found a good landing spot for him because – you know, Soto in, in New York can uh, uh, do yeah, – yeah, I think that'll be a good fit. I think Soto's overrated personally. I Watching him in San Diego the last couple of years, I, I mean, I know he's got some of the numbers that analytics fans love, like on base percentage. But in terms of a teammate and, 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 and being – you know, knocking in runs and being, you know, a productive hitter – um, I think he should be a lot more than he is. I, I've never seen a superstar 
uh, who with that, that kind of skill go to the plate, just begging to be walked every single time. Yeah. And I think they, you know, they, there, there could be a lot uh, more opportunities where, you know, he's up with runners in scoring position where, instead of taking that pitch one millimeter off the plate where he actually swings to try to drive the runners home from second, third. But, you know, that's well, not and, his game. Well, and give the fans a thrill. That you know, too. That, exactly. you, know, you know, entertain the fans. You know, there's nothing like a double to the gap or my favorite play in the game, a triple. You know, go up there, swing the bat, let's go. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. So, you know, all that said, I mean, you know, he's got – Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge and others now around him in New York. I'm sure that'll play well. Padres got four pitchers back in the deal, yeah. and they were desperate for that because they're going to lose three-fifths of their rotation to free agency this winter, including the Cy Young winner, Blake Snell. So, the you know, the Padres, you know, one of the keys of the deal, the Yan- Yankees have a guy, Michael King, that they sent to the Padres, and they Padres think that they can maybe slot him in as their third starter. Um, but you know, they're going to have to, we'll have to see how spring training goes, but yeah, until Otani signing today, that Soto to the Yankees, the Padres Yankees, uh, deal, that was kind of the, the headline of the past, uh, really of the off season. Yeah. So Otani, and, and by the way, we'll close with this, uh, at the end of the season, all arrows pointed to Otani moving up the freeway. And that's exactly what happened. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. We'll makes so much sense. He wants to win. The Dodgers do nothing but win. And um, he doesn't have to move. He's comfortable in the Southern California area. He can just continue to focus on baseball. Yeah. Well, Scott, good to visit with you. I, I appreciate uh, when you spend time with us. Absolutely, Steve. Always. My pleasure, buddy. There he is. Scott Miller has covered the major leagues for a long time, based now in Southern California. Covered the Twins once upon a time for the Pioneer Press. Joining on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break. We'll come back. Army-Navy in the books. FCS quarterfinals uh, today. One to go tonight. But uh, one team from North Dakota, one team from South Dakota advanced to the semifinals. We'll get into that here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. It was Army beating Navy 17-11. I think there was a safety late in that game. But anyway, Army beat Navy in Foxborough. South Dakota State over Villanova, 23-12. And this was the MCS quarterfinals today. So the Jacks win in Brookings. They're unbeaten. North Dakota State thumps South Dakota at the Dakota Dome in Vermillion. Blowout City, 35-3 at the half. Buys and roll, 45-17. On Friday, Montana beat Furman, 35-28. Montana advances to the semifinals tonight. Albany, Idaho, uh, that'll that'll be in Idaho later on tonight. So if you're up late, there is a little college football there. Uh, we, we can't forget Vikes, Raiders, Vegas tomorrow. Josh Dobbs will start. Uh, how excited are you, Josh Wheeler, about Mr. Dobbs getting another start? Uh, I'm interested to see how he how he fares with JJ in the lineup. I think that'll be an yeah. interesting dynamic to to keep an eye on. I I don't think that the Vikings would uh, go into Vegas and lose. Uh, this is definitely a team you cannot lose to. Otherwise, you could pretty much just you know pack up the bags and put everything in the closet for the season. But it's it's going to be interesting. I, I'm going to be. I'm interested to see how a dynamic, quick on his feet quarterback can play against 
uh, JJ, and all due respect to Kirk Cousins, but like it's it's a completely different ball game when your quarterback can do running and passing at the same time. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how yeah. that offense operates. I, I uh, I'll be I'll be watching for sure. Well, and here here's my thought on it as well. And we talked about it during the week with with, with some of my buddies at my full time gig. You know, do they give Dobbs a quick hook if he looks at all like he did against the Bears? I mean, yeah. If he looks if he looks flustered, if he's throwing the ball up for grabs, I mean that was ugly against the Bears. They're going to give him another shot. I would think they're going to go to the bullpen quick if he struggles early. Yeah, I'd say I'd say halftime. I, I wouldn't give him too tight of a leash because you can have a rough quarter. Everybody has a bad first quarter and bounces sure. back, but like. I'd say halftime is probably his leash. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yeah, good point. By the way, Vikes favored by three over under 40 and a half. Raiders five and seven, four and two at home. But based on the number of people that I know of that are going out to Sin City and and some of the stories and the projections, there, there's likely going to be more Viking fans in the building than Raiders fans. Yeah. Oh, for that, sure. That'll be another thing to see. Tomorrow, three oh five start. It is on Fox. Oh, by the way, everyone looking up at the Rams in the NFC North, Green Bay. They'll take on the Giants in the Meadowlands on Monday night. There is six and six as well. So, a uh, big one tomorrow for the Purple in Vegas. Weather-wise, a light snow will taper off. Winds will lay down tomorrow. Overnight load tonight, twenty-three. Tomorrow, sunny, thirty-two. Don't forget sports-wise. The Huddle, Pete Najeri and Dave Schwartz between 10 and noon tomorrow right here on CCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.